Hey, what an honour to be back in this great house. And uh, yeah, don't get seated too quick because I'm not the main event here. Remember, Jesus is. And uh, the more we make Jesus the main event, the greater life is. Amen. And so before I get started, oh, great to see Steve. You're looking good, man. Looking good. Holy Spirit, I want to thank you right now for the incredible presence of God that's in this place today. God, we thank you right now, Lord, for the power of your word. We thank you that it unlocks the supernatural in our lives, in our, in our spirit, in our, in our world. Man, I really feel that for somebody right now. I just feel to walk around here this morning a bit. I like to connect a bit. I want, to get, I, want you to, I want you to get touched by God this morning. I don't want you just to receive a word from me. Holy Spirit, we give you authority to walk up and down these aisles. In between every row, God, I pray that there would not be one person leaves here today without experiencing the power, the encounter of a loving God. Lord, I pray right now that miracles happen, Lord. Lord, don't let me just be a speaker this morning, but I pray that I would be a vessel that would unlock the supernatural to flow through every life here today. So I declare miracles right now. I declare right now an awakening in your spirit. I pray right now, right across this place, Lord God, that you would perform the amazing miracles of heaven today. Lord, that you would awaken our spirit, Lord, to the hour in which we live. Awaken us, Lord, to the great God we serve, to the opportunities that are before us now, Lord God. Lord, as we serve the God that is above every God, the name that is above every other name on earth. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, let the power of your anointing right now touch every person in this place. Someone even here right now and you're thinking it's not about you. You think you don't matter to God, but I want to tell you right now, you're standing there today. I feel that God just walked down the aisle right where you are right now. The Holy Spirit, you felt the Holy Spirit. You literally felt the presence of God right then as I said it. And He said, this is about you. This is about your life being set free today. Chains falling off. Your mind being released even right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we declare And we activate, Lord, the power of the love of Jesus Christ in this place today. Thank you, Lord, for the love of God. Thank you for the Word of God in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody yelled out? Amen. Amen. You can take your seats right now, okay? And uh, what an honour and a privilege, I need to say that, what an honour and a privilege it is to be in this house. Um, Jody, I cannot believe 19 years you've been married. That was 19 years ago that uh, I married you and Sam. That was a very cool time. And uh, what a joy, though, to be here. Pastor Tuck and Adrian, you guys are amazing. And, uh, man, I, just, I was driving here this morning, and I really felt to say to you, be ready for this season that uh, I really, and you've just talked about your conference coming up, NZ and beyond, New Zealand and beyond. I really believe that God is going to put you on a platform that's going to introduce and bring in a supernatural move of revival in the nation. And I I just felt that as I was driving here, you've got a heart for it. You're always talking. Every time I ring you up, it's always revival. And I believe, I'll tell you right now, God's about to do it in your life. And I really believe, and what an honour it is to be here today to be a part of the Spirit. You can feel it in the place, guys. Don't underestimate the Word of God when it goes forth. Don't underestimate it. Pastor Tuck was just talking about giving. Let me tell you, it's like he's not just talking there. This will unlock the power of God in your world. 
and unlock revival in our nation. I think one of the things that needs to happen in our nation actually is for financial unlocking that releases the power of God across our world, okay? I think New Zealand needs a move of the Spirit. The front rows agreeing with me, not hearing too many shouts anywhere else, okay? But New Zealand needs a move of the Spirit. We need a revival, guys. It's a little bit dark out there, but I want to tell you right now. In fact, I, man, God, I just really felt the voice of God as I was coming here this morning. And it says in Isaiah 60, I know this is not even my message yet. We might even get there if you're lucky. And uh, um, I was in Australia the other day. I never even got to the Word of God. I was just sharing some stuff and just into the power of God and releasing the power of God. And an 18-year-old young man ended up on the altar weeping his heart out. Just And I was like, what the heck? What's going on here? And he said, I want the Jesus you're talking about. And uh, it started, a, it was a, obviously not the first night. It was a, a group of men, third night of meetings. But I think uh, that night, 30-something um, young men and women came to Christ that night. And uh, it was an outreach conference, crusade, actually. It was an outreach meeting. And uh, you would, they invited people to that meeting and people got saved in Jesus' name. That's the greatest, the greatest miracle you'll ever see is a life being saved and transformed by the power of God's love. In Isaiah 60, it says this, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And uh, I, I just felt this was a word for you guys this morning. Arise and shine, your light has come, okay? The light of God has come. And I believe as unlimited church right now, I want to say to you guys, get ready. This is your opportunity. I really believe the word opportunity came to me this morning. And I believe that God, if you miss the opportunity, you miss the opportunity that God wants to do something great. I even believe this morning is an opportunity for someone here right now to say, no more of the past, I'm stepping into a brand new day. It's God's moment. It goes on to say, and listen to this, it says, um, I see darkness covers the earth. Now you've got to, you, just to be um, I, I don't even like saying let's be real. Uh, I, I think let's be supernatural and let's be faith, okay? Yeah. But the reality is it's fairly dark on the planet right now. And I don't know if you've realised that around our world right now there's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, people are in a very bad and disappointing... People without Christ, I should say. Let's get that together right now. Unfortunately, some of the Christ people have even got there. I've never met so many flinching Christians. Like flinching, like, like, like fear or whatever's got a grip on them. I tell you, you're looking at a man right now who chooses to live by faith, not by sight. I walk by faith and not by sight, okay? You're looking at someone who's had to overcome the odd obstacle in life. And uh, I choose not to flinch in the day of trouble, but to look to the God of our salvation. God's not dead, He's alive. God is not in the grave any longer. You can't box God in. Even if you've got Him boxed in in your world, unfortunately many do, we've got Him boxed in His little religious box and it could be just a Sunday box. But I choose to let God be every single day of my life because I find that when you break Him out of the box, He becomes your everlasting hope. In the hour of darkness, you can turn a light switch on just by simply praying, God, I need your power right now. And He will unlock His victory in your life. And this is not just talk. I've lived through this stuff, okay? Lived through it. Lived through some horrible hours. Lived through some disappointment. Even in the last couple of months, we've, it's, it, man, I tell you, well, I don't know what's happened in New Zealand. I tried to sell my house. I felt God say, buy a new house. 
So we brought the new house and then uh, we thought, let's sell ours. On the day we put it on the market, the market totally, I don't even know what happened to the market. I think it went to some other country. I, I think the market just disappeared and you couldn't sell it. It just would not sell. It would not sell. It just would refuse to sell. But let me tell you right now, if you lose hope and you begin to flinch in the day of battle, that is a sign that you are afraid and it is a rejection of the power of God in your life. And if ever there's a time we need to put our trust in God, it's when we're in the day of trouble, in the day of trouble, in the day of battle, in the day of difficulty. That's when we put our trust in God. Hallelujah. You know, let's not just put our trust in God on the good day. We can all, we're all overcomers on a good day. There's not one of us here who's not an overcomer on a good day. You know, we're all, yeah, yeah, man, this stuff works. But on a bad day, that's where I want to meet some people who's got some grit inside them, got some intestinal fortitude that say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Even though the enemy come against me, 1,000 may fall at my left, 10,000 at my right, but I will stand on the promises that God has given me in Jesus' Name. And I want to tell you, and I have found that Jesus is not dead. He's not dead, guys. I tell you, the world, if you, if you get too clicked on the, careful how I say it, but if you get too stuck on the media, you'll start to believe that our God is no longer alive. But let me tell you, He is alive and living and He's a miracle working God right now. He's a miracle working God in your situation, in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. And God will unlock hope in your life, even in the darkest hour we live in. And that's why we cannot afford to flinch. You remember at school, I don't even know if it happens anymore at school, but people used to come up to you at school and they used to, like, they'd just punch you hard as they could in the, in the shoulder here. Does anybody remember that? Okay, one or two. It's probably not allowed now. We've got so PC, it wouldn't be allowed now. But it was a good lesson because I learned there not to flinch because when he had hit you hard like that, the next day he'd come up and he'd just go like this and you would flinch. But you learn never to flinch because it was a sign of weakness. So I don't know if that can even, I don't know if that's even PC today's world. But I'll tell you right now, in the world of the faith, in the world of the power of God, in the world of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, see, the enemy came against him when he was tempted in the wilderness. Jesus did not flinch. He didn't flinch, guys. He didn't get afraid. He didn't cringe. He went to the Word. Of, I use the Bible. I'll tell you why I use the Bible. I use the Bible because it works. I want to put my life not on something that's trendy, not on something like that can, that's trendy in our world today, but I want something that'll last eternal, something that's got eternal power in my life, something that can unlock me today and tomorrow. That's why it says in Hebrews 38, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Wasn't He was a miracle worker back there and He's not anymore. He still is in my tomorrow. And God is proving to be a consistent miracle worker. That might be for someone who's just struggling a little bit this morning, but I wanted to give you that because it says here, rise and shine for your light. Even in the hour of darkness, it says, when darkness comes upon the Lord, but the Lord rises upon you. Yeehaw! <laughs> that's why my neighbours come over and ask me, what is it about you that's different? What is it about you that's different? 
because I want to tell you right now, we need to have a God who is bigger than the circumstances we're facing in this dark hour, friend. I am not afraid. I don't have an ounce of fear in me. I want to tell you, if you want to find out what faith is, read a bit of John G. Lake stuff. Though the plagues may come, though the pandemics may come, John G. Lake was a man who stood on the Word of God and said, the Word of God lives inside of my DNA. He's part of my DNA. He's part of my courage. He's part of my liberty. He's part of my hope. He's part of my victory. That's the God I want. And I don't know, we've got way offline here this morning, but it says this, and this is for you, nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. And I want to tell you, unlimited church, get ready. Just as you were talking about the conference this morning, get ready. I believe God's going to unlock something supernatural in that thing for the nations, okay? And I believe right now, man, get ready for revival. Get ready for revival. Opportunity, man, don't miss it. Opportunity. So many people miss opportunity, guys. Opportunity, there's an opportunity. I don't care how old you are, okay? In fact, chop your age, get a bit of the Holy Ghost anointing on you. You feel like you're half the age you're really meant to be, all right? You know, I feel like about two 35-year-olds walking around up here today. I feel that energetic. I feel that Holy Ghost energetic. I feel like that power on the inside of me, and it's called the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you try to live outside of the Holy Spirit, you won't live at all. Pastor Tark's talking about giving. I remember when I first came, became a believer, and that was a year or two ago now. But uh, praise God for the day I did become a believer. And uh, that was a, an awesome, awesome opportunity. I'm just going to uh, remind myself when that was, actually. It was in 1978. Hallelujah. Gave my life to Christ in 1978. Powerful, powerful day. It was a Thursday night, 10th of October. Thursday night, 10th of October. Place to have these things written down. You need to remind the devil every now and then. Hey, listen here, devil. Here's where I got born again, transformed, new mind, new spirit. You got nothing on me. Just like when he came to Jesus, he said, hey, cast these stones down and make them bread and everything will be cool for you. And Jesus said, hang on a minute. It is documented. We've got a legal standing on the Word of God, guys. When you made a decision for Christ, you were born again. The devil has no more victory over your life. Not in any time, not in any, any transition, not in any moment. God has saved you, delivered you, and set you free. And you need to be reminded of that because a lot of Christians have forgotten that they're born again. Don't know if you notice that. Over even And welcome to the online crew because I know there'll be people watching online because you're still locked up or locked down or whatever. But I'm just going to challenge you a little bit here. It's time to get out of your box. You do real church in church. You worship God as a congregation and together. Together, I want to tell you right now, there's a, there's a truth about the power of God in our lives. And there's a truth about when the people of God come together, look out. The Bible talks about there's a sound among the people of God. And there was a sound here as you worshiped God this morning and there's nothing like it. And even if you are online this morning, I want to say right now, get ready for a supernatural power and an anointing to come into the room through your TV screen, right into your heart this morning that unlocks faith in your life and cause you to stand up and live in the victory God called you to. Because He called us. To victory. I love you. God bless you. But I tell you what, we need to wake up. The Bible says that. It says you need to wake up. And I, there's just too many people lost for us to be asleep. 
Too many people lost for us to be asleep. I, my life's gone crazy. I mean, Pastor Tuck's talking about those who are not busy. I'm thinking, man, I'd love one week, not one day, not busy. Uh, it's like it's never been so full on. And I reckon we need to be full on because there's a, there's a lost generation without Christ, without hope, without dreams, without purpose. So many living without purpose, even in the church, living without purpose, friend. Let's get a fresh vision in God this year that we're gonna rise up and we're gonna kick the devil's butt in Jesus' name and we're gonna make a difference in our world in Jesus' name, okay? My goal, my heart is just to see people come to Christ and to see the world change in Jesus' name. Goodness me, I was born in 1953, guys. That was the year that Edmund Hillary conquered Everest. You've got to believe, if you were born in that year, there's got to be something about you that's going to conquer a few mountains in your world. And I believe God's called me to conquer some mountains and to pull some things into place and to bring change and bring transition in Jesus' name. Okay, It's God who, who He's the one we honour. In every situation, let's honour God. Got born again on that Thursday night. Two weeks later, I went to a meeting, Pastor Tuck talking about giving this morning. I was just thinking about it right there as you said it. Two weeks later, two weeks, I'm just a brand new Christian. Went to a meeting and the guy said, I want to see your paycheck. My, my, they'd given me a, a, you call him a coach or a discipler or whatever you might call him today. And he said, I'd like to see your paycheck. And I thought, what sort of people are these Christians? <laughs> How intrusive. How intrusive into my world he wanted to see my paycheck. And then, so he said, well, don't even bother coming if you're not bringing your paycheck next week. And so I came to that breakfast next week. I had my sunglasses on because I was now feeling a little bit nervous about these Christians. Had my shades on to cover my eyes because I was fairly disappointed at him. And then I showed it to him and he said, I'll just let you know how much you'll be giving next week. <laughs> How rude. I couldn't even afford to pay my bills for the one week. I was working seven days a week till I became a Christian. They already told me I need to spend a Sunday in church. That was one day out. That was costing me dearly to turn up to church. I thought I'm never going to make the week's bills meet the, the week's finance meet the bills now. And then I sit down with this dude, Brian was his name, never to be forgotten. And he said to me, this is how much you'll be giving each week. And I, I, in my heart, I was saying, you know what you can do, bucko. You can't say those words in church. But he said, this is what it will do. It will unlock your world for the presence and the power of God and you will walk in the favour and the victory of Christ in your life. You'll have no sickness in your family. You'll have no troubles from the devil. You'll be an overcomer and a victory even when you do face difficulties and when the darkness comes upon you, he said, you'll rise above that and live in the victory that God won for you because you have honoured God and favoured God. Do you know the, the happiest day in my life today 
is the day that Brian said to me, this is what you'll be giving every week. I thought I couldn't afford it, friend. Today I would say, you cannot afford not to. I wanna tell you, God has blessed us. God has favoured us. God gave us a miracle. Just last week, we had a supernatural miracle, a miracle that I can't even quite comprehend yet. But God is bigger than your finances. He's bigger than your health circumstances. He's bigger than the doubt in your mind. And that's the God who unlocks your victory in your world. And no wonder we're talking this morning, or meant to be talking, about the God who can bring victory into you even when you feel like there are walls around you. And I want to talk about supernatural breakthrough this morning. I want to talk about breakthrough in your world. Who, how many need to, there it is, barrier breaking faith, okay? Because it's faith. It's not, some, it's not three points in a poem this morning. I'm sorry. If that's what you're looking for, you're missing out right now. This is going to be the Word of God and some principles of the truth in your life. And how many need a breakthrough right now? Come on, let's see your hands right now. And those even with a frozen shoulder this morning, we speak a miracle in that frozen shoulder. And we speak right now that you would even have victory. And put up your hand if you need a breakthrough right now. Holy Ghost, I pray right now that this Word would unlock breakthrough in every one of these lives. That in Jesus' name, you'll have breakthrough in your finances, breakthrough in your children, breakthrough with your work, breakthrough in your business, sir, somebody with your business right now, breakthrough in your business, breakthrough in your schooling in Jesus' name, and right now, breakthrough in your health in Jesus' name. God's gonna do that this morning in Jesus' name, okay? And now we better get to it, all right? Because I tell you what, time flies when you're having fun in God, all right? And I am having fun. You know, one of the great things is this should never be something that's a pressure in your life. The presence of God should always be with joy unspeakable. Joy, joy in your heart. We need the joy of Jesus in our hearts, you know. Your face, do you know your face is your logo in the spirit realm? And you know, right now, a lot of people don't realize it and their face is like screwed up and full of fear and full of nightmarish sort of thinking. But put a smile on it. Just try it right now. Even if you've only got three teeth, just give it a go and give a smile. And I'll tell you what, it just invokes the presence of God just invokes the presence of God. There's something about a smile. There's something about something. You know, some people try to preach a gospel with just a frown and angry look. But if you've got a smile, man, I just sit down beside people at an airport sometimes and just say, hey, just happy to meet you today and just have a smile on your face and instantaneously they'll unlock and God will put this presence on the inside of them and next thing you're seeing them get born again. I tell you what, I love it, friends. I love the presence of God and I love what God wants to do in our lives today. Barrier-breaking faith. And I'm gonna have to cut it a little bit short today because, man, I've, gone, I've already used up my whole time. <laughs> Would that be true? Here we go. I'm going to, there's a verse so I put on there. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. I love it. Hebrews 11:32 is a very powerful verse. Powerful piece of scripture, actually. But it says this, and I think, let's lay hold of it. What more shall I say? It's an incredible passage in Hebrews where it talks. In fact, I'm going to go back. I've got to do it. I'm going to start with Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. That's wall-breaking faith. That's barrier-breaking faith, okay? They didn't do a lot. They just walked around. And on the last day, after the seventh day, they walked around seven times and then they shouted with the shout of Holy Spirit joy and the walls came tumbling down. I wonder if you've got a shout on the inside of you this morning. 
You used to have a shout. I meet too many people who used to have a shout. When you were born and that doctor slapped your butt, you had a shout then. You cried out a little bit. But people get silenced as life goes along. And it's not long before the pressures of life and the circumstances of life and the people around push you down. And if you're not careful, they'll push you into a mould that you doubt yourself. And yet God created you to be amazing. God created you to be awesome. He created you to have a sound that would unlock things in your world. And I think it's sad to say, but when we read the Bible, we find that so many people lose their sound. And I want to tell you right now, I want to bring it back to you this morning in Jesus' name, okay? It says, by faith, the Jericho's fell, walls of Jericho fell down up there in circle for seven days. 31 says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. In verse 32, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell. And that's going to be the story this morning, okay? <laughs> that Gideon, Barak and Samson and Jephna, all the great names for your babies, actually, if anybody's having a baby. Um, uh, also of David and Samuel and the prophets. 33, who through faith, everybody say through faith. <laughs> subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained what was promised and stopped the mouths of lions. This is some barrier-breaking faith, friends. And I want to tell you, if ever we need faith, it's in this hour right now that we're living in. The Bible says that you are the work of His hands, that you're the work of righteousness, and on the inside of you dwells the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, maybe you need to get the Holy Spirit this morning. And I'd love to pray for you at the end, and we'll believe for that to happen. But we're in the nine o'clock service. Who knows? That runs out real quick, nine o'clock services. Okay. But here's what I want to say. You need some barrier-breaking faith in your world. And I'm just going to give you a couple of points this morning. And I think they'll probably come up on your screen anyway, if all works well. But uh, barrier-breaking faith is one of the great keys that I've found in my life. And here's one of the real keys to it. Be grateful. You know what I've found in my life? That gratefulness and anger cannot occupy the same space. Gratefulness and disappointment cannot occupy the same space. You see, gratefulness is a very powerful tool in your life. In fact, right now, I declare and prophesy that we get grateful about what Jesus did for us on Calvary. He's a resurrected Christ. And I am so, so grateful what Jesus did on the cross. Unlocked my life. In 1978, I was lost and undone. I was on my way to a lost eternity. I was self-destructive. And Jesus came into my world and set me free. And I am grateful, friend. Come on. Let's give a shout to Jesus of our gratefulness this morning. How grateful we are. God, we are so grateful for your goodness in our world today. God, we thank you for the mercy and the grace of God. And I, 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 I really want to challenge you that you're in the right place and you're in the right moment this morning to receive his incredible power of breakthrough in your world, okay? Because I think a lot of people need, yeah, we need to reposition our minds. We need to get our minds locked in. This is the place of breakthrough. It's called the church of the living God. Online, I want to tell you right now, declare breakthrough over your world in Jesus' name. Those who are watching, wherever you are right now, this is your day, this is your time. In fact, somebody watching online right now, you can't be here because you've got heart conditions. You've got something wrong with your blood. There's a heart condition and God says right now, in fact, put your hand on your heart right now. God's about to heal you right now because the power of God zips around. He's omnipresent. He can be there and He can be here. And right now He's in your room working a miracle in Jesus' name. Oh, holy God, felt the anointing on that. I was just speaking into Vietnam 
I think uh, two weeks ago, speaking into Vietnam, we're doing it online. I think we had 30,000 people streaming into that, that, that podcast or whatever that thing was, live stream actually. And, uh, and I remember they took me on a camera into this little hut in the very south of Vietnam. Any Vietnamese people in the place right now? Oh yeah, well there we go. There's a good sign we need a revival in Vietnam, okay? There's a good sign right there. We need a revival. And I'm, I'm man, let me tell you, I'm into, I've had it prophesied on me that, that, that uh, somebody prophesied on me the other day that you're going to be the Reinhardt Bonke for Vietnam. And uh, I want to tell you, get ready for that, man. Revival is coming to the nation of Vietnam. Yeah. That's enough to get excited about. Tell you, I, I head there in three weeks. I head there. And here, here's a miracle. I got detained just before COVID, actually, just before the lockdown. I got detained by the communist government. I was in um, Lao Cai, in the city of Lao Cai, preaching in Lao Cai. And we had 5,000 people came out. And you're not allowed to have that uh, uh, anywhere in Vietnam, actually. But miracles were happening. Blind eyes and a blind eye got open. I tell you, you man, I tell you what, never ever doubt the incredible victory of the God we serve. Man, this is why I told you, you've got to, break, you've got to push through to break barriers, okay? And uh, anyway, a blind eye got open. I remember the, I can still, I wish I had the video. I wish I had time to even play it. But the video of this girl just screaming out, I can see, I can see in Vietnamese. And, and her eyes popped open in this mirror. I tell you what, you, you, oh, it's just so exciting to be in that environment. And uh, anyway, next thing I get detained and arrested and flown to Hanoi. And uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this stuff, but anyway, I'm talking about it. And... Uh, and so I got flown, and I was detained there and interrogated for eight hours, okay? I had time to get a quick text back to New Zealand. I said, you guys better pray because, man, I'm in trouble. And uh, I got interrogated and, and uh, um, detained and interrogated, took my phone away from me, and I had um, eight people um, bombarding me with questions just for the eight hours, just high officials. I had the Minister of Police there. Oh, hallelujah. And uh, the Minister of Immigration and... And I'd love to show you a photo, but they've told me I can never show that photo publicly. Um, but they interrogated me, and of course it's very difficult back and forth, back and forth with the lingo, and they asked me many questions. And uh, in the end they said, Macdonnell, that's what they call me, Macdonnell, how many times have you been to Vietnam? I said, I think I've been here about 40 times. They said, Macdonnell, we just want to inform you, you have actually been in our country 45 times. <laughs> and uh, we want to know what you were doing on the other five times. And... Uh, and then they said to me, the, the Minister of Police said to me, but Macdonnell, I just want to let you know this right now. We have been following you. We have been watching you. We have had spies tracking you down. We have sent women to your hotel room to try to undermine you. And McDonnell, right now, we are giving you a license to preach anywhere in Vietnam that you would like to go. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Awesome. They said, we watched several, several Westerners who have come into this country, and we watched them, and they are not true to their word. He said, McDonnell, you have proved to be true. And in your last meeting, my son, this is the minister of police, he said to me, in your last meeting, why we turned up and arrested you, my son got born again and he's been delivered. My son got delivered of a heroin addiction. 
and Jesus has set him free. And you can go anywhere you want to in Vietnam and you can preach the gospel. And in three weeks, we go back to Vietnam and we've got 15,000 people turning up in one of the poorest areas in Vietnam called Kamau. And we're going to preach the gospel and see the miracles of God happen. I tell you what, there'll be ambulances turning up. Holy Ghost, you have got to know that we've got an anointing to break through with barrier breaking faith, okay? But you've got to hold on to your character. You've got to hold on to the Word of God. We can't live any old willy old how we like. We've got to live according to a few. We've got to put some rail tracks in front of us and keep on the track and keep true to the call of God in our lives. Jesus rescued me from some rubbish to put me on track for the cause of the kingdom. And friend, I want to challenge you. Let's start living that today. Let's start living it. Every one of us can do it, man. I'm too young to be going there. But I'll tell it's like, get yourself fired up, man. There should be some teams coming with us, some older people in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Devil will always try to stop you. Devil will always try to stop you. Okay. My time's running out, but I'm just going to give you right now. We've just got to go to some points. Can you give us our first point there? Because I've run out, clean run out of time. Okay. Here it is, alignment. Your alignment, your position in Christ, okay? So I just want to challenge you a bit this morning that if you're not aligned with God, you see, Peter had such a positional alignment and anointing on him that he had the anointing of God in him. Paul had it. Peter had it. They would walk down the aisle. They'd be praying for people on this side and their shadow would be healing people on the other side. That's pretty aligned with the presence of God. When you've got your shadow, I can't even find my shadow. Your lights are so good in here, but, but it's somewhere here, but get in the shadow. You see, when we get so aligned with the presence of God, your shadow will carry an anointing of God into the area. No wonder we unlock rooms. No wonder the atmosphere in the room will shift when we walk into it because God wants you to be aligned with His Spirit. He wants you to position yourself. Position yourself. And we position ourselves through the Word of God. That when we get positioned in God, see, I was positioned in Vietnam. Positioned for the supernatural. Positioned for a miracle. You've had to push through. We've had to fight. We've had to go undercover for years. But right now, God's given birth to the supernatural power of God. And if you push through long enough and get yourself aligned wherever it went. Get yourself aligned with the power of God. See, Jesus put it this way. He said, cast your net on the other side. Sometimes you've got to do something a little bit different. Just do something a little bit different sometimes to get the anointing aligned in your life in Jesus' name. See, if you're in, a, in the doldrums, then take a step of faith. So I'm going to go to witness. You know, sometimes I'm in a hotel. I've, I've preached and, you know, people like you when you sometimes prayed for them and they got healed and people think you. And if you're not careful, you can start to think you're pretty cool. Then you go back to the hotel room and you're all alone. You're by yourself, okay? That's when the devil loves to attack, okay? When he gets you alone. If he can, if he can single you out, if he can isolate you, if he can pull you aside, he will attack you. And sometimes he tries to attack my mind. And so I'm like, stuff you, devil. So I get out of my hotel room, go straight down to the reception and look for somebody I can tell about Jesus. It's the best thing you'll ever do is cause a shift in the atmosphere. See, position yourself. Get yourself in line with the power and the anointing of God. Get something to flow through you. Don't be so self-motivated and self-agended. See, so many people sit in their hotel or sit in their home and they're thinking about them. I want to think about someone else. I want to think about someone who needs Jesus and needs what I've got on my life, okay? 
even if you find yourself in the wrong position, turn it around in Jesus' name, okay? You've got to position yourself. So that's my first point today. Get yourself positioned in God and let your position bring incredible key. If you're in the right place at the right time, I want to tell you right now, it's amazing the favor of God that come on your life. I flew, uh, this is a funny story. I flew to, meant to be preaching in Christchurch a while ago. And I find aeroplanes the most beautiful thing to relax and sleep on. I don't know about you, but I get on an aeroplane. I just, it's, it's like a bed to me, an aeroplane, okay? So I get on the aeroplane straight to sleep before it even gets off the ground sometimes. You know, I just love it. Get on this aeroplane. I'm off to Christchurch. Next thing the plane stops, I wake up. Everybody's getting off, so I got off too. Got off the aeroplane and uh, went and down, went down to the baggage to get my bags. You know, all airports look the same to me. And, and went down to get my bags and no bags. And so I finally went over to the bags collector and I said, mate, no bags here. And uh, he says, well, can I have a look at your ticket? And I said, yeah, yeah. I pulled it out and gave it to him. He said, do you want the good news or the bad news? And uh, which one would you sooner hear this morning? And uh, I said, well, look, let's start with the good news. And he said, good news is your bags are going to arrive safely at the destination. He said, the bad news is you're not in Christchurch yet. You've got off the plane in Wellington. And you were meant to carry on on that plane. And the bad news is it's already gone without you. So what an opportunity. What an opportunity to be in the right place at the right time. Because God's always got a plan for your life. I went up, I went up to the, the departure lounge and I cruised in there and I sat down beside a guy and I just sat down beside him. And it's no good getting upset. Yeah. You know, get happy. Get excited. So I sat down beside this guy and I just started saying, mate, how are you going? I said, look, I just missed my plane and it must be, there's got to be a reason for that. And I was looking at you and I thought, maybe you're the reason. <laughs> it's an incredible approach to evangelism, you know. And uh, so I just started talking to him and shared the love of Christ. And, uh, and anyway, never led him to Christ or anything. Do you know I met that guy, um, I think it was six months after that, and he said this to me. He came up and he shook my hand, actually. And gave me a check. <laughs> Just like out there. <laughs> he pulled this envelope out of his pocket. He said, Don McDonnell, isn't it? I'd forgotten who he even was. Didn't even know who he was. He pulled an envelope out of his pocket. He said, look, I've got to give you this envelope. God told me to give this to you. You, sat, you might not remember this. He said, you sat down me, beside me at Wellington Airport and shared the love of Jesus. He said, I was so inspired after hanging with you. He said, wow. you reminded me of the Steve Jobs of the Christian world. And, uh, and he said, I got so motivated. I went to church that week and gave my life wow. to Christ. And I've been living it to save my marriage, set me free, and got me living in victory. And I want to tell you right now, you've got to know how to position yourself in the victory of God. You've got to know how to get yourself positioned in God's victory in your life, okay? And we've spent enough time on that one. And, uh, and, uh, but I want to tell you right now, the second point I want to give you today in being a barrier breaker is have the right sound, okay? The right sound, okay? So your language is important, okay? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever you're speaking over your life right now, it will come to pass. In fact, you're living today what you declared yesterday. You're living today the outworking of what you declared over your life yesterday, okay? And I, I want to tell you, we need to guard our mouths. The Bible is very clear on guard your mouth. Be careful what you're say be careful what you speak because every word you speak will have an effect in your life okay it'll affect your life your circumstances it'll affect your world and worse still it'll affect somebody else's world 
So the sound that you have out here, listen to this. So Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 12 says this. For you, so you shall, this is my stuff, eh? Like, you shall go out with joy. I could have written this. And be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Are you kidding me? Have you ever heard trees clap their hands? Have you heard the hills break forth into singing? Well, I have. And people say, how did that happen? You know, when I was there, God reminded me of this when I was a young man and playing with my two brothers on the farm. We used to go up the back of the farm and we would have a race to get to the top. Actually, it'd be a race to get to the top of the farm. And when we'd get there, you'd yell out, I'm the winner. And you've killed the sound in this place, obviously, so your music sounds good. But when you do that, the hills would shout back, winner, 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 winner. And it would echo back to you. And I want to ask you this morning, what's your echo saying? What's your echo that's coming back to you? Because you see, we can speak to the hills. We can speak to the mountains. See, some people have got mountains in their life right now and you're not speaking to those mountains. See, I believe there's going to be miracles in here tonight, okay? I'm going for the supernatural miracle work and power in this meeting tonight, okay? So don't, be here. If you're watching online right now, be here tonight, okay? Inviting you right now. If you need a miracle, come and be here. The presence of God's going to unlock you and unlock the supernatural power of God. Why? Because there's a certain sound that unlocks the power of God in your world in Jesus' name. I believe this stuff, guys. This is not something I talk about. I'm a, if you don't believe in miracles, too late. You're looking at a supernatural miracle from heaven. I was paralyzed from the neck down. The doctors told me you'll never walk again. You're, you're, I've smashed my neck, broke my neck. They told me you're not going to walk again. I had no feeling from here to there. And my beautiful wife, Julia, turned up and she turned up in faith and she said, where's the faith gone out of your life? It's time you believe God again. And she released the power of God into my life. And here I am walking today, totally healed in Jesus' name. God is a miracle working, healing God. He's a miracle worker. He'll break you through. He'll bring you through the other side. You just got to keep your eyes fixed on Him. And tonight we're going to go for the supernatural, okay? Tonight I'm going to pray for people. You're going to get healed in Jesus' name. Not because I'm here, because Jesus is in this house. Holy Ghost is here and He's the miracle worker, okay? And we've got to shift man out of the way sometimes and let God get the glory in Jesus' mighty name. So I just really believe what sound is coming. You see, your echo. See, I think our echo messes up our life half the time. I'm convinced that our echo is our problem. Yeah. It's like, what's echoing out of your life from the where? See, we say stuff and we think it doesn't really matter, but I, and I've lost my, I totally lost my page now. <laughs> Trying to zip through these things. Uh, terrible. But anyway, um, anyway uh, here's what I would say. You'll never get an FM channel on your radio if you are tuned into the AM. And I want to say some people here need to shift their radar. What are you listening to? Because what you listen to, you will speak. What you listen to will come out of your mouth, okay? And I love the Word of God for that reason. I've got my Bible on. I'm like Moses now. We've gone back to the tablet, and so I'm just using this these days. But... Um, but shift your dish, shift your dish, get in touch with God, get back into the Word of God. You can have one of these. The Bible is the most powerful book on earth. But I want to tell you, when it's like that, it's useless to you. It's got to be like that. It's got to be an open Bible will change your world. A closed Bible won't make an ounce of difference in your world. But an open Bible will get into your ear, confess it, declare it. It'll open up your world for you and it'll cause your barriers to break down in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. And my final point today. And uh, yeah, I wish we had longer too. But, uh, but uh, that's time for you, eh? Time flies. And that's why you've got to be ready. That's why you've got to be a breakthrough person. And that's why you've got to be tuned into what God's doing, okay? Tuned into what God's doing. And my third point will be, even though I've totally lost it. There it is. Be transformed. Oh, boy. Be transformed. So make adjustments. Make adjustments. See, some of us, we've forgotten how to adjust. You see, discipleship is one of the most powerful things in your life. The Word of God will adjust you. I've got to be consistently adjusting. I'm 69 right now, but I'm still making adjustments because I want to be keyed into what God's doing in my next season. I don't want to be retiring on what I learned yesterday. I want it to be fresh. I've got to be relearning. I've got to be into the Word. I've got to stay fresh every day of my life to get the energy of the Holy Ghost on me. I want to outlive people. I want to out-exercise. Ex- out I already am outrunning and out-exercising people my own age who have lost it they got trapped in yesteryear but we're living for a future and it's called tomorrow in God it's called God's got a destiny on your life in Jesus name and we need to rise up into that and I believe and I'm just going to give you one story here as we close and that is John Landy John Landy and Roger Bannister they ran a race And there'll be a picture of them that comes up on the screen here somewhere. And we're just going to dodge to that today because I've run clean out of time. But John Landy and Roger Bannister, were they called it the, the Miracle Mile. And Miracle Miles are still possible in our lives today, friend. And here's the deal. Those guys had to exercise. See, with John Landy, they said he had the most unusual running um, the way he ran, it wasn't in tune. They wanted to put a coach. He said, no, no, I'm getting my coaching from somewhere else. And he exercised in his own way and trained and equipped himself. And we need to equip ourselves with the Holy Spirit and power in our lives. On the last day, see, they, they broke the record one minute, sorry, three minutes. I think it was three minutes, 59.3 seconds, 0.4 seconds, and they broke the barrier. Then they had a race together. John Landy and uh, Roger Bannister had a race together in Vancouver, Vancouver, America. And as they were running, here's what happened. He looked back over his shoulder to see, is that picture available this morning? I think it's on, on the thing, if it is available. There it is. There they are. And so... He looked back over his shoulder to see where the other people were. Tell you what, friend, you can never afford to look back. I've never met so many people right now that are looking back and saying, those were the days. I wish there were people who right now had a faith, but they're looking back on their faith instead of looking forward on their faith. And right now they're living in a realm of apathy. And I want to tell you right now, friend, we cannot afford to be there. We cannot afford to dwell there. On that note, Roger Bannister overtook him and won the race. He was leading all the way, but Roger Bannister overtook and won the race simply because he looked back over his shoulder to see where someone is. I wonder how many people here today have taken this opportunity recently to look back and say, God, maybe back there. But I want to tell you right now, friend, this is your time to say, God, I want to get more focused than I've ever been. I'm going to focus forward. I'm going to go with God. I serve a resurrected Jesus. I'm going to serve him and run for him. And today, right across this place, 
place, I declare in Jesus' name that right now the unlocking anointing of the Holy Spirit would come and bring victory to your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And friend, in Jesus' name, as I pray for you this morning, I pray, God, let there be miracles happen right now in this service. Let there be miracles right now of unlocking faith, of barrier-breaking victory in people's lives in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I declare, let it right now from the back of this meeting to the front, I release a supernatural presence of God that would awaken our hearts and our spirit. And friend, if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Saviour, if you do not know the, the God I know as your redeeming, loving God today, and you need to make that decision, would you just real quick lift your hand toward heaven? And I want to include you in a prayer today. If that's you, friend, I need to get right with God. Don, I need to give my life to Christ today. I'm backslidden and I need to come right with God today. If that's you, let me see that hand. Don't be ashamed of that. Just stick your hand up in the air and we're going to include you in a prayer and pray for you today. In Jesus' name. Anybody right there, right there, even in the balcony today, if that's you, lift your hand right now and let's believe God for a miracle in your life. If I haven't seen you, give me a wave because I'm not sure I've seen anybody. One right there, thank you, thank you, yes, thank you. Anybody else right now? Just lift your hand right now, right now, right now, yeah, yeah, God bless you, thank you. Somebody else, right now, Jesus' name. Thank you, sir, thank you, that's awesome, thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else right now? In the nine o'clock meeting, be the greatest hour you get to make a decision and say, Jesus, I want to make you Lord. Anybody else? Real quick, real quick. I've got God knocking on your heart's door right now. I know it's nine o'clock in the morning, but this is the perfect time to say yes to Jesus. Who is it right now? One more person right now, believing for you. Believing for you, friend. Believing for you right now. Jesus' name. Amen. Father. I thank you for those that lifted their hands this morning. I thank you. Let's pray this prayer together right across this place and say, Jesus, I thank you. Come on, let's do it out loud right now. You never know who was sitting beside you who couldn't lift their hand, but this could be the unlocking moment for them, okay? Jesus, I thank you for your amazing grace. Right now, I confess my sin. I declare Jesus Christ is Lord over my life, over my spirit. Forgive me now as I choose to walk with you and follow Christ. In Jesus' name, turn my back on the past and live in the victory of my tomorrow. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now here's what I wanna do just before I step off here. I'm gonna ask you, friend, if you've been looking back over your shoulder, the Bible says, He who runs, runs to compete for the prize. We're not just running aimlessly. We're running for the greatest prize in life, friend. I want to tell you, if you've been looking back lately and you've been saying, man, I don't even know where I am. I've lost my purpose in Christ. I'm just barely getting by. Stand to your feet right now. I'm going to pray a prayer of victory over your life. If you've been looking back over your shoulder, who is it? Who is it? If that's anybody here right now, you've been looking back and you feel God wants to release you this morning into having faith for the next distance run that you go. Yeah, God bless you. If there's anybody else right now, yeah, yeah. Just stand to your feet right where you are. I'm waiting for you because I believe there are people here. I believe God told me there'd be people here right now who've been looking over their shoulder 
looking at some of the past, even as somebody here right now, you've been contemplating what your life was before you discovered Christ. And I want to tell you right now, we need to get it right. We need to get tuned in to God's destiny. There's a leader in you. There's an overcomer in you. There's an entrepreneur in you. Oh boy, there's an entrepreneur. In fact, my brother's standing right there. I just, uh, here's a word for you right now. I know we're over time, but there's an entrepreneurial anointing on your life. And God's going to spark your heart today just because you stood. God says, I'm going to spark your heart. You're going to have dreams that are outside of your natural thinking. And you're going to begin to have conceive the ideas of God on the inside of your spirit and live in the victory of that. Father, for every person standing here today, I declare over your life right now that in the name of Jesus, that supernatural breakthrough happened in your world. That right now, your heart begin to stir with faith that would unlock the supernatural and you begin to see the presence of God and you see the unlocking hand of God come and tear the bars away and break the barriers in Jesus' name. And I speak victory into your world, into your life across the TV screen, into your room right now. In Jesus' name, I declare the victory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand clap. I love you. Come on, let's stand, let's, let's stand together. Please. Thanks, Don.